Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Welcome to the Journey with Judy podcast. I am your host, Judy Hare, and our topic tonight is WWW, What Women Want. Who does not want to know what women want? We as women want to know what we want. And so I'm here to tell you tonight about these desires that God placed in our heart from the very start. They are desires that he has for us and from us. And as a result, we have those same desires. And here's what's so funny. I think we think we know what we want. So for example, I purchased this chair, this little chair pad. And I thought it was really cool until I sat on it and I realized, like, I really thought I wanted and needed that until I sat on it and realized I didn't want it and I definitely didn't need it. However, what I've noticed about women 
is raise your hand if you have ever been in a bathroom and you can't seem to get the water to come out of the faucet or the air to come out of the hand dryer. Like you say, today we stand in front of it. Like, don't we just walk up and stand there and like barely put our hand out before we expect it to start serving us? Do we or do we not do that? I have seen women like get in every single position, like slapping it, like just doing whatever to get the water to run or the air to blow. If you haven't done that, I think you're lying. And here's the thing. If we work as hard on getting what we want as we do getting the water out of the faucet or the air out of the dryer, I'm thinking we would be living very different lives. Because here's my belief that we wanna be seen, we wanna be sought after, and we want to matter. Here's what that means. It means that God has placed these desires in our heart and we know from the very, very beginning that we were made in his image and likeness, right? It says in scripture, we were created in the divine image, right? To divinely resemble God, which means that we're supposed to look like him, right? That's kind of scary. We're supposed to look like him. We're supposed to act like him. And there is this clear distinction that says we are like him whether we act like it or not, right? So there's these misunderstood definitions, I think, over the period of time in our life where we have opinions, education, um, interactions with people that we tend to look at God in a different, through a different lens, it changes, right? Hopefully it evolves into who he really is and who we really are. Oftentimes it's the opposite. We move away from that rather than towards it. However, we have these deep desires, their core desires, their core longings, and they do not go away at any age or stage of our life. So we can't outrun them. Um, we tend to deny them and dismiss them. And here's what they are. Number one, to be romanced, to have a beauty to unveil, and lastly, to play an irreplaceable role. To be romanced means to be seen and sought after and to matter. To have a beauty to unveil that isn't external, it's internal. And lastly, to play this irreplaceable role that we are essential. Right? We want to be as essential as the essential workers that have gotten to work during the whole pandemic, like absolutely important and necessary, desperately needed. That's what we want. Because these three things are the three things that he wants. To be pursued, to be beautiful, to be essential. Like raise your hand if you feel those things day in and day out, because I can tell you I feel more beautiful than I ever did in my whole life of 54 years on this planet. And it has nothing to do with my external beauty. It's the beauty of Christ that I know is so in me. And like when I let that shine, I know it is so beautiful, maybe even borderline annoying to the people that I live with. So my question is, what have you done with these desires, these very holy God-given desires that he has placed within your heart? Because what they're supposed to be and how we're living seems like it's just worlds apart. Because I know I have felt unseen, unsought, and uncertain all by 18. Unsought, unseen, all by 18. And so 
the problem arises because the desire is there. And when it's not met, we decide it doesn't matter. So we decide it doesn't matter. We decide that it can't be met. And really what happens is it grows stronger when we try to push it down. So here's the thing is it matters how our heart has been handled, right? Whether it's been misguided, mistreated, misunderstood, it matters because that's the lens in which we view these desires and the fact that we're living with them in such an unfulfilled way. Either we express that desire and demand it because we want what we want when we want it, or we suppress it and pretend like it matters not, right? Neither thing in terms of approaching it is what God calls us to. So this, this content tonight is borrowed. Anything you take from me, you have stolen twice because this is stolen right from Stacy Eldridge. She wrote a book called Captivating and it talks about these God-given desires. And so that is where this is coming from. If you want to read that book, it's a phenomenal read that will unpack in more than you know, 20 minutes what it means to be captivating. See, the fact is, fact, truth with a capital T, is that you are being pursued, that you do have a beauty to unveil, and you absolutely unequivocally play an irreplaceable role in the kingdom of God. So number one, to be romance. You know, it's not the kind of romance that we thought of in the early stages, right? When we were teenagers and imagining what life and marriage and family would be, because really it ain't what it looked like. It never is what it seems, right? This romance is about being wanted. It's about being explored and pursued and desired and fought for. That kind of romance. This core desire that we possess from birth until death, regardless of our stage in life, this longing to be romanced is there. Scripture says, so this is God speaking to us. He says, I will lure you into the desert so I can speak to your heart. Because I want to explore you, pursue you, desire you, and fight for you. And here's what I want from you, those same things. See, God wants to be wanted and explored and pursued and desired and fought for the same way he wants that for us. Only God can fulfill any of these desires. And when we look outside to have them fulfilled, we typically come up short. Number two, to have a beauty to unveil. Most women I meet do not look at themselves and see beauty. Most women I meet see beauty in another woman, and gosh, we can just call it forth. Alicia, you did that tonight for me. You just called out the beauty of God within me. See, this beauty to unveil it's the beauty which is the image and likeness of God. Because don't we find something beautiful oftentimes from the inside out? Someone becomes more beautiful when we know their heart. Interestingly enough, when, I got, when Bob and I got married, I didn't wear a veil. 
I had a veil, but not the part that goes over your head where the, you know, the spouse pulls it back. Like there, that's, there's symbology in that where the spouse is pulling back your veil to, so you can, it starts the beginning of the unveiling of who you become as the wife to the spouse. And so what's so crazy is I didn't wear a veil. And so in the reception line, people were like, oh my gosh, you're so crazy. It's so like you to be a rebel. And it dawned on me that I didn't do that on purpose. I literally forgot to wear a veil to my wedding. And so what was so crazy is, you know, a hundred years later, as the marriage imploded, it dawned on me that there, was, there wasn't an intentional beauty to unveil from the very beginning. And not that I didn't want it, not that I didn't desire it, it's that it became something that I pushed down because my heart was so mistreated and misunderstood for so many years. See, this beauty that requires unveiling, this kind of beauty that I'm talking about, it speaks, it invites, it nourishes, it inspires, it transcends, and it comforts. Not only do I know that you know women who bring that beauty, I know the women on this call tonight are that beauty. I have the gift of knowing that personally, that your beauty speaks, it invites, it nourishes, it inspires, it transcends, and it comforts. It comforts. And so what's so cool about this, this is where God speaks again in scripture, and he says the king, which is him, is enthralled, just enthralled with your beauty. See, it's so rare for a woman to own this kind of beauty. It's just not, it's not at all um, what our culture promotes. Um, as a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. It's more of an ob objectification of a woman's beauty. It's more about a physical desire um, versus a beauty that speaks, invites, nourishes, inspires, transcends, and comforts. See, this beauty is not something that we maintain as much as something we become. It's the becoming of this beauty that God wants to unveil for the whole world to see. Number three, to play an irreplaceable role in a great adventure. Like, I know a lot of women who are living a great adventure. Maybe not the adventure that they thought. However, it is a great adventure. And playing an irreplaceable role means it's an it's a important, essential role. It's crucial. And it's a role that is so desperately needed for the kingdom of God to be known and furthered. See, when we say yes to this irreplaceable role, it's like, it's not the yes that Mary said, like a yes that meant yes. I mean, I know my yeses have meant maybe for now, yes until I don't feel like it anymore, yes until my yes becomes a no. Scripture says, let your yes mean yes. When you say yes, let it mean yes. Because when we say yes to this invitation to be fully and finally engaged and present to what God has for us in this irreplaceable role in this adventure, there's nothing like it. See, because no one can be to the people in your life and your sphere of influence who you are and have been called to be. Nobody. Nobody can offer 
what you're called to offer. See, because as women, whether we do this literally or figuratively, we are life bearers. We are called to bring life. Like the, the joke in my house for so many years was, we are such a bunch of life suckers. Like I, I used to say, like we could suck the, the chrome off a trailer hitch, the suck the life out of any, any good thing we could make go bad. And the truth is that's so contradictory to who God has called us to be because we're called to bring life, whether literally or figuratively, yes? Some of us think that we can't come before this God and recognize these desires until we have it all together, right? The fact of the matter is us women, when we get older and wiser, we don't want to know the women who have it all together. We don't even want to hang out with those women. We want to know the women who keep it together when it's all falling apart. Those are the women who inspire us. Those women, not the ones who have it all together and make it look good. The women who keep it together because they're loving Jesus when they got nothing else. So here's the thing about these desires. True femininity, when we are being and living in the essence of these three desires and we're allowing God to, to, to fill every space in us in these three ways, we inevitably bring out the true masculinity in the men in our life. When we are embracing our true femininity, it brings out the true masculinity. I remember one time when Bob um, went to a doctor's appointment, and I'm purposely going to pause this just for this moment. Yeah. So when we strip a man of his masculinity because we are unsure of our femininity or because these three core desires have not been recognized, acknowledged, or met, we show up in a much lesser way than who we're called to be in our truest femininity. So I jotted on my notes that what's more beautiful than our blessed mother than Mary who embodies all of that? right, who plays this irreplaceable role, who has this constant beauty that to this day we continue to unveil. And the fact that she is just the epitome of who we want to see and seek after, you know, looking like her in all these instances. So if we decide, let it be done unto me, then we say yes. Our yes means yes. And we accept God's invitation to do these three things to lure us into the desert and to speak to our hearts, to recognize that he, the king, sees us, seeks after us, and absolutely is enthralled with our beauty. And then he says this thing in scripture. He says, I am God. Like, I am, I am God, right? I'm not like those other people who didn't show up who didn't come through, who didn't do or say what they were supposed to say and do. I am God and there's no other. I have placed these desires deep in your heart to be romanced, to play an irreplaceable role, and to have a constant beauty to unveil. So my friends, I encourage you to seek him in all of these ways because when you seek him, you never ever no matter whatever, seek our Lord in vain.
Thanks for choosing to listen to the Journey with Judy podcast. And I just want to invite you. It's an invitation without an expiration or without any expectation to reach out at any time in any of the multiple ways to connect with me, whether it's on social media, an email, a text message. I receive and respond to any and all. Um, in every case when people reach out to me. So please do learn more about how you can continue to be who God calls you to be because it is never, ever, no matter whatever, too late to be who God has called you to be. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch, artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Breadbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.